You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's health and adult nurse practitioner and hormone specialist. I'm a daughter, I'm a wife, mama, and a nan of two, and I'm the founder of Well Woman Network, an online women's health educational portal. And my passion is to help women optimize their health by teaching them how to become their number one self-care advocates through teaching them about their health in non-judgmental, not too sciencey way. So... How was your Easter, ladies? I hope it was fantastic. I had a fabulous Easter weekend with family. It was very, very busy with all the kids, planning all the Easter egg hunts. We did like, I think about three or four Easter egg hunts over the period of the weekend. So needless to say that as I'm recording this podcast today, I'm a little bit exhausted. I'm exhausted, but I can't wait because like I told you last week, we are going to be doing the second half of our digestive health talk today. And I'm going to be coming at you and talking to you about 14 different tips for improving digestive health. But before we get into that, I wanted to just recap about what we talked about last week. Okay. We started off and we talked about, you know, why it is important to have good digestive health. And We said that it's important because your digestion, you know, affects so many different parts of your life. It affects your sleep. It can affect your mental clarity. It can affect your energy levels, your immune system or pain or discomfort. It can affect your metabolism way big time. So then we moved in and we saw, okay, we took a look at what does a good digestive system look like? And we talked about bowel movements. Okay. And then we talked about what a digestive, what a good, not a good one looks like, right? When you're not having regular bowel movements, what can happen? Then we dove into some of the most common digestive problems, such as GERD. We talked about IBD. We talked about Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. Then we talked about irritable bowel syndrome. Okay. And we got into some of those things and we looked at what are they and what are some of the things that naturally you can do? Then we looked into things like what causes digestive problems with Number one being stress. We talked a lot about that, right? And then we moved into such things as food intolerances, medications, sugar, you know, all those different types of things that can play havoc to our digestive system and really kind of mess it up and get our gut flora off track and get our microbiome unequalized, right? So now that brings us back to today where we're going to talk about the 14 tips for improving your digestive health. Because ladies, here's the thing. You can start taking action today and improve your digestive health, no matter where you are at on the spectrum of health. So the following tips that I'm going to give you will help you identify areas of improvement for your own lifestyle. And they can also help you make the right digestive health decisions for the future. Okay. So number one, starting out the gate, I want to talk to you about probiotics because I am a huge, huge fan of probiotics. And I probably talk to people about probiotics at least three to four times a week, especially if they're coming in talking to me or asking questions about gut health. Probiotics you're probably familiar with. They're the bacteria that are good for your digestive system. But did you know that you have more than 10, I mean, sorry, did you know that you have more than 100 trillion bacteria, about three pounds worth that live in your gut? I bet you didn't know that, right? So let's say that again. You have over 100 trillion bacteria, about three pounds worth that live in your gut. And it's one of the reasons why our digestive system has such a profound influence on our health. 
excuse me, just getting over some allergies. Gosh, they've been acting up a lot lately here in Southern Cal, the orange blossoms, and then it's cold one day, it's warm the next day. So pardon me if you hear me clear my throat a little, because today I kind of woke up with a little bit of a tickle in my throat. So here's the thing, ladies, too. You can influence that health by making sure there's a good balance of healthy bacteria in your gut. And that starts with probiotics, okay? And there are a number of foods that contain probiotics, as well as you can do supplements. So let's look at some of the foods that you can do. Number one, yogurt. <clears throat> but I would do Greek yogurt, as you've heard me say several times on the, on the show. Greek yogurt has way more protein, way less carbs, way less sugar. And I would get plain Greek yogurt, if you could, and just add some berries and then sweeten it with either a little bit of agave, a little bit of monk fruit, a little stevia, and you're set to go. Okay. There's kefir, there's sauerkraut. These are all those, um, fermented stuff that we've also talked about in the past, kombucha, miso, tempeh, kimchi, pickles. But when we're talking about sauerkraut and we're talking about pickles and different things like that, you must look at them at the ones that are in the refrigerated section, okay? Not the ones that are just sitting on the shelf because ones that are sitting on the shelf, are they're pasteurized, meaning that they take out the bacteria. Otherwise, they couldn't leave them sitting on the shelf. So if you wanna find things that are fermented, make sure that they're refrigerated and that they're up to date as well, okay? So if you're going to use probiotics to help you maintain a healthy balance of gut bacteria, make sure that you vary the types of probiotics that you're adding to your diet, okay? For example, instead of having the same type of yogurt every morning for breakfast, you might have kefir one morning or miso soup for your lunch and just kind of play around with the different ones, tempeh, pickles, you know, kombucha, if you like the kombucha drinks, because all of them offer different ones and your gut is going to be a lot healthier if you introduce different forms of bacteria and different things to it, okay? Number two is fiber. There are two types of fiber. There's soluble fiber and there's insoluble fiber. Both types come from plants. So you'll get a good amount of insoluble fiber from grains and you'll get soluble from fruits and veggies. Generally speaking, ladies, foods that are high in fiber are also considered prebiotics, okay? And we've talked about this as well, but we're gonna reiterate it here for the people who are new on the show. Prebiotics are food for the probiotics, okay? Prebiotics support good bacteria and they are needed in order for the probiotics to thrive and work. You can make sure that you're getting enough fiber in your daily diet by eating a variety of fruits, veggies, and whole grains every single day. So there's variety there. Nobody says that you have to eat, you know, a ton of vegetables every day or a ton of fruit every day, but make it, you know, add variety to your diet. That's what spices things up. And when we add variety, ladies, we don't get bored. Okay. Now, you're going to probably think that this one is kind of funky. Like, how is this going to help me improve my digestive self? And it's called journaling. And it's specifically, it's food journaling, okay? A good food journal, ladies, is simply a written log of foods that you've consumed. You don't have to calculate calories or track the amounts. The goal is to simply identify potential food triggers that cause you digestive problems. When you track what you eat, you can begin to identify patterns, Okay. You can track your food using a notebook and, or you can use it an app. Okay. You can use a word processing document document or either of any of those kind of tools. Tools like Evernote and OneNote are good tools. If you like to keep everything organized and at your fingertips and you're on your phone a lot, this method isn't as important as the information you'll be able to gather. Okay. Food journals, ladies can be very useful tools to help you identify what's causing your digestive issues. 
Over time, you may find that you're sensitive to a number of different foods. The next step might be to try the elimination diet to test your suspicions. Okay. So a food journal is just to mark down anything and everything that you eat. No judgment. And I have my one-on-one clients do this as part of their wellness journey program. You are going to keep a food journal for at least a week and jot down every single thing that you put in your mouth. No judgment, no nothing, just jot it down. And again, it's just because what we see makes more sense to us than just thinking off the top of our head. Because a lot of times, you know, I'll ask people, well, do you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables? And they'll, their answer is, yes, of course, I eat fruits and vegetables and I eat a lot of them. But then when I ask them to track every single thing that they put in their mouth for a week's time, then when we look at it together and I say, well, look, you really haven't had that many different varieties of fruits and vegetables. They're like, oh, wow. You know, it, it becomes, it, they realize it differently. When you see it, it's much different than when you think about it, because we all think that we're doing things so much more than what we probably are actually really doing. And that's, that's true for me as well as true for you and many other people too. So don't take offense. That's just how it is. So keep a track on your food journal because that way, you know, if you eat particular foods and every time you eat that food, you notice, oh my God, I get a stomach ache or I feel a little, I feel tired or it zaps my energy, or maybe it changes, I get some diarrhea, or maybe it makes me constipated. Then you can kind of start to figure out, okay, I need to change some things up. I either need to eliminate that, or maybe if I eat this food and I feel great with it, maybe I need to eat more of that. Okay. So that's what simply a food journal is to do. It's to get and gather information, not to be, you know, harsh on ourselves. The next thing that goes into that leading right off of that is called the elimination diet. Okay. And we just talked about that. Once you identify foods that are causing your gut issues and you know, kind of specifically what they are, you can take the steps to modify your diet and you can take the steps to eliminate them that work. So here's how it looks based on your food journal or a nudging suspicion that you might have, you eliminate a food for 21 to 25 days. It takes your body 21 days to stop producing antibodies to an allergen. So after completely eliminating the food, you can gently reintroduce the food into your diet. So here's this. For example, if you think you may have a sensitivity to dairy, then you would not eat any dairy of any kind for 21 days. This means carefully reading the labels on foods because dairy is in a lot of foods. Casein, a dairy protein, is even put into soy cheese. Lunch meat and other foods that you may not expect also can be have some dairy in them. So after 21 days, you might then try a small piece of cheese or a couple ounces of milk, then pay close attention to your body and your digestion. What happens? If nothing happens, then you probably don't have a sensitivity to that particular food. If you get a stomach ache or worse, then you know that that particular food is causing you the issue. So it's a very simple way of trying to help yourself to be your number one self-care advocate with regard to your gut health and your digestive health. So this is very easy. doesn't cost a lot of money, you know, not expensive. You don't have to do, you know, expensive testing, poop testing, all those other kind of tests. This is something that you can start doing for yourself very early and very easily. Number five is hydration because your digestive system ladies needs water to digest your food. We talked about that last week, too little water being absorbed is going to cause you to have constipation. Too much water is going to cause you to have diarrhea. Okay. 
So there are different phases of digestion where water is added to your system and there are different phases and there's other phases when it is removed. If you aren't hydrated, that process can be affected. You may not absorb as many nutrients as you need, which means you're not only going to consume more calories, you're also going to get, like we just said, either diarrhea or constipation as a result. And neither one of those is fun. So the good news is that it's a simply a lifestyle habit change. Just start drinking a glass of water before every meal and snack, and you'll be well on your way to proper hydration. Or, you know, you know your body, you know what you're doing. If you're exercising more, if it's warm out more, you know, um, just pay attention is really what it comes down to. Pay attention to what you're consuming and just make sure that you're consuming, you know, water throughout your day. Put a reminder. I told one gal, get a pretty bottle, put it on your desk. Because again, we are visual, a lot of us are visual creatures. So when we see things, it reminds us if we don't have a visual cue, then a lot of times it just goes right out of our minds. And before the end of the day is over, we're sitting there thinking, oh, I had five cups of coffee, but I don't ever remember drinking a glass of water today. Okay. So just pay attention you know, like I said, and consume water to your degree. And if you aren't consuming, you know, enough water, then make yourself put reminders, put a reminder on your screen, put a reminder on your cell phone, put a reminder on your desk with a cute water bottle. Okay. Or say every time you get up to go to the bathroom, you're going to drink a glass of water, do whatever you need to do to make sure that you're staying hydrated, especially during summer when it's starting to get really warm outside. Number six, exercise. Exercise helps boost your metabolism, ladies, and obviously your digestion is part of that process. Your cells need energy to move your body. When you exercise and ask them for more energy, they in turn go, go knocking on your digestive system's door. Okay, your metabolism kicks up a bit and you start burning more calories. Exercise makes your digestive system more effective and efficient. Okay, and here's the key to exercising. Be reasonable with your goals, ladies. Take a look at what you are right now doing and do a little bit more next week. If you walk an average of 3,000 steps a day, the next week you're going to try to make it 4,000 steps. Little by little, you'll increase your exercise and improve your digestive health. Sorry, my, my allergies are really bugging me today. Sorry about that, ladies, but okay. Moving on. Number seven, eat healthy fats. Because here's the thing. Your bodies need fat for a number of metabolic processes. It actually aids your digestion. However, instead of fats from animal products, strive to get those fats from plants. They're better for you. Olive oil, coconut oil, avocado, nuts, seeds, all have healthy fats that are good for your digestive system and will help. Your body needs fats, but they need good fats. Number eight, slow down. Most people live very busy lives. Okay. I know I do. And I'm assuming that you do too. And they don't take the time to slow down, to eat and enjoy your food. Sometimes like I am eating in between patients. I'm not really sitting down. I'm, I'm taking a bite here, going into the same patient, coming out, doing this because I get really busy during my day. Okay. So when you inhale your food, take a listen to this. When you inhale your food and gulp it down, you actually swallow air. This can cause gas and bloating. Additionally, when you eat too quickly, you consume, you easily consume more calories and food than you need. You don't get the signal that you're full until well after you've finished your meal. An overfull stomach is definitely an unhappy one and it impacts your digestion. You don't absorb what you need and your entire gut slows down. Not good for your health and, and efficiency. Start by putting your fork down between bites, take a drink of water and chew slowly. Enjoy your meals. Okay. Enjoy them. Try to take some time, you know, go outside. If you're, if, it, if you're on lunch break, you know, 
go have lunch with friends and sit there and talk while you're eating, you know, have fun. We don't tend to do that enough as busy women. We tend to be always on the go and making sacrifices to our health in order to move our businesses or our lives or our careers ahead when we should be really trying to focus on our health because our health is what's going to make all of those other things run much better and it's going to help us to get to those places a lot faster. Number nine, lose weight. Extra weight impacts every system in your body. It changes your hormone levels, the signals that your body sends to your brain, and it alerts your digestion. Now, losing weight may not be easy, but it's important for your health. So start small and set goals that you know you can achieve. Number 10, reduce alcohol consumption. Alcohol is one of the only things that actually absorbs into your bloodstream right from your stomach. As you might imagine, this can have a significant impact on your digestion. Alcohol dehydrates you. It changes the acid level in your stomach and it impacts your liver. Your liver plays a role, ladies, in digestion as well. Cutting back on how much you drink can improve digestion. Try not drinking anything for a week or two and see how your system changes. Okay? Number 11, if you smoke, stop smoking. Okay? You've already heard this a million and one times. Quitting isn't easy by, by any means. So try something. Talk to your medical provider. Cut back one cigarette at a time. Not only will your digestion improve, your overall health and well-being gets better each day that you're a non-smoker because nicotine affects the gut biome, okay? 12, reduce stress. We talked about that last week. Stress has a significant impact on digestion. It slows it down, it increases acid in the stomach, and it can also cause you to eat too quickly or to eat the wrong things. Reducing stress doesn't have to be complicated. Go for a walk, practice deep breathing, exercise, and make sure that you are getting enough sleep. We talked about that several times, why sleep is so important, okay? It affects every system in your body. Number 13, reduce sodium. Water follows sodium, ladies. So if you eat too much of it, or if you're sensitive to it, it can affect your digestion. It can cause diarrhea, cramping, or constipation. So pay attention to how much sodium you consume. The FDA says that Americans should limit daily sodium consum consumption to less than 2,300 milligrams. Learn to read labels and pay attention to what you're putting in your body. That's where you become, again, your number one self-care advocate. And last but not least, number 14, talk to your medical provider. Finally, visit your medical provider. If you're having chronic digestive problems and nothing you do makes it better, then you may have a digestive, you may have a digestive issue like we talked about before. It could be IBD, it could be IBS, it could be GERD, it could be a number of different things. These conditions, you know, do require you to seek medical intervention. The good news is that there are many things that you can do to help improve your digestive situation, ladies. So let's stop and let's talk about how you're going to get started doing that, okay? We've provided you today with a lot of information on the importance of digestive health. I've given you lots of things. I've talked to you about what causes digestive problems and how to improve the health of your gut. So now I want you to consider taking a, you know, consider making a few small things and writing them down. The first thing you might identify is your current digestive system, where you're at. What are you experiencing? Are you experiencing chronic bloating? Do you have upset stomach or nausea, for example? It's important to write these down and take note of them. This way you have a basis for comparison as you begin to make changes in your lifestyle and your diet, okay? The second thing you might be a list of is to do one or two things that you can do today to improve your digestive health, 
Okay, so you're going to make a list of things. For example, you might say that you may drink more water, consume a better probiotic, eat more slowly, take, you know, drink your water, go for exercises, anything. These are things you can do today. Set guidelines. What are you going to do and how often are you going to do them? And then how are you going to make it happen? You have to schedule it. Decide when you're going to reevaluate re your symptoms. Give it a week with your new habits and then reevaluate your digestive health. Has anything improved? Has it gotten worse? If so, what are the next steps that you're going to take? This approach, ladies, helps you systematically change your lifestyle in a way that feels manageable and also improves your gut health. Again, we want things to feel manageable because when they aren't and they're so overwhelming, then we just don't do them, okay? Again, if you're dealing with chronic problems, then you may have a food allergy or a condition that requires you to seek out medical intervention. So don't put off visiting your medical provider, okay? Start your food journal and your elimination diet today because this is going to help your medical provider to see where some of the problems may be and help you to get to a solution faster. So ladies, here's the thing. You can, you can take control over your digestive health because your digestive health impacts every area of your life. So I want you to start making some positive changes today because you'll be amazed at the difference that it makes and how you feel. So of those 14 things that we talked about today, there has got to be one or two that I know each and every one of us out there could improve. So number one, start keeping a food journal. Okay. Pay attention to your body, pay attention to what you eat, and then pay attention to how you feel with regard to what you eat and see if you need to make any changes in any of those areas. Do you need to add more water in? Do you need to up your exercise? Do you need to decrease your stress level? Okay. Do you need to watch your sodium intake? Do you need to do a better probiotic? Do you need to get more prebiotics? Okay. There is a whole slew of things, ladies, that we can do, take control over, be our number one self-care advocate and start helping our gut health. Okay. And if those things then don't work or improve, whether we're having a condition of diarrhea or constipation or bloating or whatever, then yes, go seek medical attention. Go talk to your medical provider, get tests done, make sure nothing out of the ordinary is going on. And if everything comes back and changes and comes out and turns out good, then you got to start working on your digestive health. And these are great steps to start with. All right, ladies. So I hope you got something out of today's episode. Please go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. We would greatly appreciate it. Please share this podcast with a girlfriend who may need it. Just click the share button. Come on over and join us over at Well Woman Network 360 on Facebook. It's our private free group. Come over to our website, Well Woman Network com and check out our soon to be membership. It will be $29.99 a month. That's a dollar a day. And we're going to have really great things planned for you. And, or if you need more one-on-one -on -one attention, please come over to, you know, work with me and check out our, your wellness journey program and see if it's right for you. We're offering a beta start program. And if you're somebody who thinks that you may need a little bit more one-on-one -on -one attention, you want my attention to help you hold you accountable, see where you're at, give you good tips. It's three months worth of coaching. Um, and we help you design a program kind of that fits a little bit with your needs, whether it's more hormonal health, whether it's more daily health, a combination of both. So we have a free consultation, go over to that page, click the, um, yes, I'd like to find out more information. You'll fill out a little survey and you'll get a call to schedule with me and we'll spend some time, 20 minutes talking about, you know, Hey, is this right for you? Am I right for you? Are you right for me? Get to know each other. It's free, no obligations. And I would love to kind of help you on your journey. 
So until next week, ladies, you know what I always say, may God richly bless your week and bye for now.